Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Reason Behind Everything, the podcast that decodes the why behind culture today. Uh, it's Jason Partridge here, uh, president and co-founder of Motive Index, and uh, here with me, as always, is Udwal Arkalgood. Hi, everybody. I'm a cultural anthropologist, uh, also co-founder of Motive Index. Excited to be here, Jason. Excited to be here as well. We're uh, going to be taking uh, a typical path uh, for ourselves, which is breaking all the rules, uh, especially the one that says do not talk about politics and religion. Uh, for our first topic, uh, we thought it would be interesting to do a little bit of an exploration on morality and uh, the role it plays in pop culture. I'm excited because uh, I have been on this philosophical journey just personally, just reading philosophy, everything from existentialism through to moralism. And of course, in the work we do, Jason, every day, we deal with topics in consumer culture where we see the desperate need. I hope it's okay for me to call it desperate, but it is a desperate need that we as human beings seem to have to turn everything and anything, everything we buy, everything we own into some sort of a marker of our morally right existence are better than the next person or the person beside me existence, if that makes sense. It does make perfect sense. Uh, the interesting thing is, is, you know, while they say that there are still a, a large portion of, you know, the United States that still uh, have some sort of religious belief or a belief in God, if you will, um, it is undeniable that you're seeing a drastic decrease in the number of people that are uh, going to religious institutions, which, which in essence has to have an impact on the role that we play as consumers, as people, as parents, as men and women in society, uh, because really the kind of the notion of having the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other uh, is no longer as dominant as it used to be. Um, and so saying that you are quote unquote religious uh, is no longer enough to basically denote yourself as being somebody that is moral or that does the right as compared to others that do the wrong. Um, so I'm excited to kind of explore that a little bit today and and kind of try and understand a little bit more about kind of how this is impacting certain things uh, that exist within culture. I think the whole idea of morality is an interesting one because to your point, Jason, you know, we're, we're sort of used to using the phrase, oh, he's a good person or she's a good person. Uh, we're also used to um, talking about people and giving people a second chance because of their their sort of past. In fact, we're so used to it that it's used in legal defense. Um, and it's an acceptable defense of somebody's character. Um, the funny thing is, if you actually go down to the roots of all of it, it really comes from theology. It really comes from people's need to have some sort of a guiding light, if you will, on how to live and the norms one should live by, how to be a better citizen, community member, neighbor, so on. The funny thing is, is that, you know, that that idea of citizenship really starts to kind of present an interesting dilemma for people, because, you know, when we start thinking about the integrity of the home, the ability to be oneself in the home, the ability to kind of let your hair down and let your guard down in the home um, and, and be, quote unquote, yourself is one thing. But the moment that we step outdoors with the kind of the increase of the microscope, if you will, of social media, with the increase of communication 
communication with the increase of connectivity between people, not just through kind of the, you know, old guard of, you know, a, a, a sewing circle of a bunch of women sitting around or a bunch of men kind of sitting around the barbershop talking about what it meant to be right or wrong. Now this, this, this interesting kind of uh, ability to uh, see communications come through our phones across all venues is starting to kind of increase uh, the, the pressure that is on people. I mean, it's funny because I was thinking the other day about kind of the, the, the morality of peanut butter. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, again, like the, the, the think about how quintessential this idea of feeding your child a peanut butter sandwich has been in American culture, Canadian culture, in, in, in North American culture in general. Um, but now, you know, with all of this increased kind of questions around sugar of, of kind of the, the, the are you feeding your child natural foods like what is the morality of a peanut butter sandwich but I am under judgment based on the type of peanut 100%. butter sandwich I, I, I put in my kids lunch bag 100% and you're now under judgment based on how that peanut butter looks on your kids piece of bread is it chunky? Does it look natural? Or is it smooth to spread? Because guess what? If it's smooth to spread, it must have something in it. And that must make you a bad dad, Jason. Yes, well, it's the, the, uh, there's lots of things that make me a bad dad. Uh, <laughs> peanut butter is just one of them. It's um, the least of your problems, That's right. right? Yeah, that's the least of my problems. Uh, it, 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 it's a fascinating kind of dilemma that we live in, you know. And, and the interesting thing is, is that, you know, we see this a lot through a lot of the research we do, which is, it is not enough for us to understand what people are doing, but it's really important to understand the why behind it, as well as the alibis that inherently give them permission to do the things that they need to do. Um, and that can't be any more true, I would assume, in, in the, the, the nature of morality. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's take a great example. Uh, in the skincare landscape these days, uh, there's an increased... Um, resurgence, if you will, of uh, or a focus on uh, natural ingredients uh, in skincare, so much so that people are sort of asking the question, what if I ate my skincare product? How bad is it really going to be? And it's, it's actually a good question because really what it's pointing to is this idea that I look at my skin as more than just impacting my physical appearance. And this is something, by the way, I just I just pulled up a search for natural skincare on MotiveBase, which is our trend analysis platform. One of the interesting things that you see is the, the dominant motivation, the unspoken motivation driving a, a good chunk of people, 46 million people in the United States around natural skincare. Their interest for natural skincare is this whole idea that beauty isn't just meant to fulfill traditional, sexist, patriarchal beauty norms. Beauty should be about health before it's about beauty in the traditional sense. So in many ways, the fact that I'm buying a skincare product that I could eat is actually an incredible symbol of my morality. I'm a morally better woman, possibly, than you are because I care about my health before I care about how I look or before I care about pleasing the men 
in our society that impose these rules on us. And, you know, and how timely is it that we see this Gillette campaign come into market that, in essence, is challenging the morality of men and saying that we can do better, we can be better. Um, And a razor is now basically drawing that line in the sand to to question, you know, what side of the equation do you do you sit on? Um, And no matter, you know, which side of the equation you sit on in regards to that, uh, it really is a telltale sign to this notion of uh, the question of morality uh, finding its way into places it's never been before. Yeah, and I mean, here's another example I pulled up on Motive Base. You search organic food. There's another weird kind of, well, it's not weird. It makes absolute sense, but another kind of morality there with this whole idea that somehow I'm not a silent bystander. I'm not going to sit and just consume for the sake of consuming. I'm going to buy the things that improve our world that somehow minimize the impact on the environment, possibly minimize the impact on animals. I now want my cow to be massaged before it's carefully culled uh, and so on and so forth. And I, I say this jokingly, but of course, this is a very serious topic. And it is, you know, to coming back full circle to the way you sort of started the podcast episode, you know, there is a reason why people are relying on these artifacts in culture and on materialism in many ways uh, in order to build and propagate their sense of morality. And it is because it's either no longer enough to just be a person of religion or be a spiritual person, or like you said, spirituality and religion are taking a backseat. And with that, it's time to wrap up this particular instance. Uh, I'd like to thank our unofficial sponsor, the Westminster Dictionary of Christian Ethics. Uh, (laughs) If you're interested in learning a little bit more about uh, um, how we are using uh, the Motivebase platform in order to inform some of the details that Ujwal shared with you, be sure to visit Motivebase.com. If you're interested in content like this, uh, be sure to head over to Motivebase.com and check out the blog content. uh, And stay tuned um, for a another podcast that we'll be launching next week. Uh, Thank you as always and have a wonderful day.